Evolve 360, a holistic approach to life, is an exploration of learning through experience to transform individually and culturally as a whole by taking a 360-degree look at our quality of life, including the limiting beliefs, worn-out paradigms, and destructive habits that have led us to where we are today, and to instead create or revolutionize a new life vision that brings greater peace, appreciation, fulfillment, clarity, happiness, and joy as we ultimately evolve. So this is a special episode. Um, we had talked about doing um, our next episode on sex and power, but with what's going on out in the world, we decided to do this instead. So this episode, we're going to discuss the misuse of power and social injustice and the events of George Floyd's arrest that led to his death at the hands of men who took an oath on their honor to never betray their integrity, their character, or the public trust. They vowed to have the courage to hold themselves accountable for their actions and to always maintain the highest ethical standards, upholding the values of the community and the agency they serve. But sadly, that is not what happened. And we're gonna discuss that today. Welcome to the Evolve 360 Shelly Shell Show with hosts, Shelly Grace and Shelly Devine. So, hey, everybody, we're here today um, with, I'm with my soul sister, and yeah. we've been watching the news, and, and uh, we decided to pivot and discuss, we, we, we were going to do, um, you know, sex and power, but we're going to do now power and social injustice, yeah. and uh, we're here today to help raise the vibration of people that might not be going out to protest but want to help in some way, shape, or form to transform this country and to transform what is currently happening. Um, so we feel safe and all people feel safe. And, and instead of feeling powerless, like how do I help, you know? Yes. So, yeah. It's, it's, it's a very difficult time that we're going through and we're here because we are one and we're here to, to try and set our intentions to make this a better world for everybody. Yeah. For everybody. Yeah. It's so important. Oof. Yeah. So you, you were saying that you saw, um, you know, on uh, Good Morning America, you saw, we're going to talk about George Floyd and, and his, his untimely death at the hands of police officers it was it was really it was really bad it was horrific mm -hmm. and i think everybody has just a horrible pain in their heart yeah because of what happened it shouldn't happen to anybody and when i was doing the research for the show you know i came upon some words from martin luther king mm -hmm. and you know it's it's all about hope mm -hmm. hope and to believe that there is a better life, a better world beyond this horizon, that we must accept all of the possibilities and never lose sight of hope. And this is a show that we wanna share with you guys on this, on hope and on banding together to make sure that this world goes forward 
in a way where it's, it's justice for all. And we have to make sure that we're one and we take everybody's, you know, everybody is the same. Yeah. There shouldn't be a distinction just because you're different in your, your color, your, your, your race, your ethnic background. Mm. It's so important that everybody be treated with the same humanity mm. and the same respect. There should not be a distinction. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. There should be unification amongst all human beings instead of this destruction of unity yes that is seen and has been has been the case since the time this country began it has been in place it's been there we have not been unified as a country not completely uh the civil war took place you know um the north against the south um for people's rights for, for black people's rights and not to be enslaved, but there is still, there was still that um, pain of not really being free for, for black people. And, and it's on our doorstep yet again now. And this, this death, you know, uh, George Floyd, be, you know, being murdered by police officers. I don't think anybody could use any less ver verbiage. I mean, it's, it's just, it's, it's, it is what it is. And we all saw it on tape and there's just no getting around mm -hmm. uh, what occurred. And we're going to discuss the archetypal forces that are in play today um, that we're going to have you look from a different perspective, a higher up perspective to see this clearly from an archetypal perspective. So it, it's, it's going to be a little bit maybe challenging. It could be challenging for you to grasp, but it's a way to come through and heal what is happening in our country and our sin, this country's, one of this country's greatest sins. And we're going to talk about that today. Yes, we are. And I'm, I'm glad that you mentioned our history because we have to go back in our history to see where, why we are here. I mentioned Martin Luther King, and he did so much for civil rights in this country, like so many other people. Some of them were unsung heroes and heroines that many of us didn't even know about, but they, they took the torch and they did you know, what was right. They stood up for what was right, for justice. And Going back to what you were saying about how this country was founded, it was founded in, and it's all about power. And that's why this show is about power and social injustice, mm. because from the time that we had the Civil War, it was the power of trying to get away from that slave and master. Mm -hmm. And for some reason, it's just about the fact that people feel that they empower someone else, mm. that empowerment takes away from their power. Absolutely. And that is so false. That is such a false statement yeah. because by empowering someone, we give them that grace and we allow them, we allow them to be able to be who they are. And that does not take away our power. That is fear-based and that is totally has to be done with. And this is why we wanna share the show with you 
talking symbolic language and talking about the history and the elements at play mm -hmm. so that we can have a better understanding and move forward, hopefully mm -hmm. making a new world during our lifetime. Yeah. Yeah. One that is equally based and, and yes. black people, the black community are not feeling the shame of being black. Right. You know, like, I mean, I, I just never got that until I moved out of New Hampshire because we didn't have very many black people in New Hampshire. Um, I, I can remember one who was my roommate um, and she educated me pretty damn fast when I moved to the city because she knew that if I said things in a certain way would be considered extremely offensive. Meaning using just me, this was just me and I, I never realized that this was so offensive but saying the term colored, a colored mm -hmm. person, okay? I wasn't using, you know, other words that are derogatory, that are really considered derogatory. I thought I was being, you know, a good, you know, considerate person. But she said, hell no, hell no. She said, down here, it's black people. Mm -hmm. and, and I'm like, oh my word, I just never realized something would be so offensive and and there are reasons why that terms are offensive maybe not so much well they are they are they are well they are and my 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 heritage my background is cuban yeah and you know we all can can you know relate to derogatory statements sure. that have been said and you know i know that my culture when i came over here they you know i grew up i grew up in the north part of the the country and mm -hmm there was no, there, there was hardly any Cubans and, and it was difficult. So I can't even begin to imagine how difficult it's been for, you know, all our friends. Mm. And, you know, with that said, we shouldn't be there. We shouldn't have to be derogatory. Again, I go back to yeah. it, people's feelings of, of just, they have to have power over someone and why, yeah. you know, why can't we honor everybody's gifts and value them for who they are? And yeah. appreciate what they have to offer in this world Simple. and not instill and, and, and worse yet, well, you know, what happened, you know, instilling someone's force in that manner mm -hmm. when it wasn't, it wasn't appropriate. It wasn't, you not know, you should have never been. Not at all. So, you know, we go back to, you know, the why, why, why are we here still? After Again. Time? Yeah. Again, I mean, this, 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 this happened, you know, out in California with the Rodney King thing. And it, it's happening again. And only this time, you know, it was isolated to California, kind of isolated. Now it's more like people are at home, they're seeing this. And we have a hierarchy. This is, this is, this is very important, this hierarchy. And we're going to talk about the slave archetype and how the hierarchy, the master, the mentor, mm -hmm. is in control of the slave. Right. And just listen here, okay? Black people came into this country as slaves. And they had a master. And our country developed this way. Our country grew this way. We had a civil war. And now, after how many years, we're here again because we're growing. Mm -hmm. 
But the hierarchy, the master now is in systems that we have in place. Our government, our government officials, our police officers. The police officers and the military, now just stay with me people, I'll explain, are in a slave type situation where they are symbolically, they are personally giving over their will to a hierarchy by choice. Slaves didn't, the black people didn't have a choice. They were taken from their country, brought in here, taken away from families. I, I, I get this, but I'm, this has to be solved at the government level. This is no longer a black problem. This is a white problem. And what needs to shift and change with our officials, our government officials, take it down to state officials, take it down to police and law enforcement and military. When you look at the military, they are to serve. They hand over their will. A slave hand over, hands over its will. The archetype of the slave has no will of its own. It has to grow beyond that. In our military forces, these men and women who are in service are in a hierarchical position where they're reporting to somebody above them, their master. That needs to shift and change because we are in a leadership in this country that is in no condition to, to, to lead. They're inept, it's in, and it's across the board. It's not just the president. It is the representatives, they have not served this country in an appropriate manner. They're serving themselves. I think what's happened is that all of the systems are coming down. Yes. And it's the pandemic. Yes. And now, as soon as the pandemic has come, this other pandemic has come, which is the horrific events that happened to George Floyd. Yes. And because of all of this, the systems are coming down and we have to start and come up with new systems. And during the process, we're going to have to see what definitely no longer serves us, which is what we're talking about here on this show today and how us as individuals can make a difference in a peaceful way. Because a lot, a lot of things that are happening, there's been a lot of peaceful demonstrations. Oh, all, a, yeah but a lot of people are coming in from the outside and they're instigators. They're not part of the peaceful demonstrations to make a change. They're part of chaos. Mm -hmm. And it's part of, you know, outside forces that are coming in to disrupt and to totally damage businesses and cities. And that's not the way it has to be. Yeah. Um, that doesn't accomplish anything, but we need to get leadership in place that will sit down and first of all, hear everything that's happened. Hmm. Because one of the things that I was, that I was looking at as we were doing the show notes is that 
And I know from my own personal background, when I was leading, you know, the school and my teams and situations would happen and people would come in extremely upset, Mm -hmm. extremely angry, because let's talk about anger. Well, righteous anger and then anger. But, but you, you get hot and you feel your fire and you're on fire. And sometimes that anger stays with you for a long, long time because nobody has valued that anger. Nobody has to sit down to listen to you and to say, you know, I totally understand how you feel and you have a right to feel that way. Nobody validates a lot of people that are in anger and therefore this is where we are today. Things have to change and we have to see them the way that they are. Mm -hmm. Taking away that veil of illusion and pretending it doesn't exist when it does. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to speak to that too, Shelley, because you you definitely hit on a, a huge point of righteous anger and 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 using that anger in an appropriate way, mm-hmm. as opposed to the negative kind of anger where you're, you know, acting out, um, being destructive. We want right. to use the anger in a construction a constructive way right. to get transformation to see it on high, high levels in our government, you know, in, in our communities, you know, with law enforcement Mm -hmm. and, and right down into our households and how that happens is to stay focused on the facts and then to seek solutions to problems. Now there is, there's one, one issue that I came across, which really concerned me as a citizen of this country and watching what these three men, and I am definitely going to, I don't know if I have their names here, but, um, no, did I put it here? The men that, yes, Derek Chauvin, who had 17 complaints involved in three shootings that happened with one death. I don't know what the circumstances were of that. Then there's this um, Tao Theo, six complaints in 2017 of, of violence. And then Police Alex, family. yeah. And then, yeah, Alexander Kung, nothing. Thomas Lane was the only one actually at the scene that asked, and he sounded like he might've been a new recruit or something, um, mm-hmm. asked if they, would, they could roll him over. So there's intimidation there amongst those police officers, possibly. Um, But the thing that really concerns me is there is this law by the Supreme Court Mm -hmm. that is, oh, let's see, what is it called? Um, Ah, here it is. Qualified immunity. Sorry about that. Qualified immunity. And what it states, and this is really, this is, active now at the Supreme Court level is it shields police officers and government officials from accountability for illegal and unconstitutional acts. That's horrible. It is horrible. All right. Why that is in place. It, it, it what, gives. When did know, that come into play? Was it that came, like it came into play in 1982. And there are some circumstances when I, what I did look at like, where police officers got off for certain things mm-hmm. that were like, you know, um, 
they didn't have their act together. Like there's miscommunication, like, right. you know, something happened. So then they, they weren't held accountable, which right. maybe that, but, but right now, I mean, this could be like, you know, I, I empathize with, you know, George Floyd's family. They want to see justice and they're going right. about their righteous anger in an appropriate way. They're seeking mm -hmm. just, justice. And I've, I've heard one of the brothers speak out and he's like, I'm all for love. I love people. You right. know, like, and, right. and that's what George was about. And I appreciate right. that. And not about destruction. Because that's not, it's not about destruction. No. He's about justice. And communicating appropriately. And communicating appropriately. Exactly. Okay. And what they're up against to get justice has the potential to be so outrageously ridiculous. And from the perspective of us watching and, and being, I, I know when I read this, I was like, talk about the sense of powerlessness mm -hmm. that people feel amongst our country and want to act and want to have a shift and change things in a positive way. But when you read this at the highest levels, the Supreme Court has a law that could get these people, these four police officers off because there's nothing in play that suggests that George Floyd's right to breathe was either unconstitutional or you know, like it, it jeopardized some law. There has to be some sort of other thing into play. I don't know the whole law. A lawyer could explain that better. But from what I read, it was disturbing. It is disturbing. And things and, have to change. And yes. we have to have the leaders of the community step up. Yes. And, and that's where I want to say we've got to be very careful who we elect in office. Yes. We've got to see what their platforms are and what they stand for, because these laws have to change. Yeah. Our world is not in 1982 anymore. No. And it's totally in chaos. It's contaminated. Our government officials, everything is contaminated. Right. We almost need to, to wipe it all clean. Well, I think we're going through that right now. Yeah. And start over, like get right. rid of them all. Right. I think and, we're going to that and right. what, what I would call for action, there are police officers now that, you know, you see them on social media and they're mm -hmm. saying, oh, I would never do this. I'm totally against that. You need to decide and draw a line. Police officers, military, because right now they're out shooting civilians who are protesting. But there's a lot of them that are that are not. not. But there not, are ones that, are not, that have. That are, praying and, and there was a guy yes. in Minnesota that totally took his helmet and his badge and his shield off. Yeah. And he says, guys, I'm with you and we're going to walk with you in solidarity. Yeah. So there's a lot of police officers out there that are not, that they are totally. We need to see more of yes. that. We need to see more of that more of, of those men who are brave enough and who really understand the oath that they took. And they're right, not but I also need to say, because I've been watching the news night and day, yeah. that I really have a problem with these instigators taunting and getting in front of the police officers and filming yes. them and throwing bricks at them. Yeah. I really, that is totally inappropriate. Yeah. That should never happen. We, mutual respect has to be. Yeah. Mutual respect has to be, because when you have no respect, you have nothing. Yeah. And we have to build from all of the horrific things that have happened. Yeah. 
So yeah, yeah. I agree. You know, there's, we there's, have to move forward. And yeah. there's a lot of police officers that do not think that way. There's a lot that still do. So, you know, there has to be, people have to stand up and speak out. Yes. We and can't I, be everywhere at once. Yeah. But if you see an injustice, you have to speak out. You can't just be silent. Yeah. And it has to happen at, at that level of the, the officer. Yes. You know, it has to. And there has been, our past has been where there's a police brotherhood and you stick together like right. you, and you protect, even though you know that person did wrong, you still protect them. No more. How can that you has stand to by stop. and see somebody being killed and not do anything? That's that has to stop. That's horrific. You should never, no one should ever be that. You have to speak up. You have to speak up. And that's why there's so much anger because everybody just stood around and watched. How can anybody do that? Yeah. It's so sad. Well, the, the people that videotaped and were asking and pleading, okay? So asking and pleading. Okay, we're going to talk about war. Okay, and, and, let's do that. And action. Okay, I, I guess I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about the bully a little bit. And uh -huh. how do you deal when children are at school? How do you deal with a bully? Most people say, oh, you talk to them. You, you know, like, but if a kid is coming home day after day, getting beaten up by one kid. Right. From my perspective as a martial artist, right. you know, there's, there's, there's time where sometimes that kid needs a pop in the face, the bully. And that's how you will empower yourself as the person being beaten. Right. Now you have the black community. And this really, I watched this video of how to, like black parents teaching their children. Um, if they get pulled over by a police officer. Right. Okay. How to respond. I saw that video. It was I, I mean, it broke my heart. Yes. It was horrific. Because, because of their skin color, they, they, they have to be, I have nothing. My name is, you know, Jesse or whatever. I, I'm eight years old. I do not have anything that will harm you. That's what the, the parents are teaching these kids. As a white woman, did I ever have to say that to my kids? The only, to, to, to get people who are white, who don't understand this mm -hmm. okay this white privilege thing what black people want to have change is i didn't have to teach that to my daughter or my son okay mm -hmm. i didn't have to teach that to them but if you're a woman a white woman think of this i can remember being a teenager if i got pulled over by a police officer by myself in my car that was mm -hmm. not going to happen I would drive to the police station. I just knew right. this intuitively because I do not trust, trust a white cop right. being a female alone. So that's one instance for me of feeling insecure and not unsafe alone when a man of authority is around. So take that to another level, what black people deal with, what a black woman must deal with. I can't even, like that, that's even, you know, beyond. But black people have to deal with that, plus mm -hmm. 
I mean, so much more. This morning, my girlfriend, or just before I got on this call, my girlfriend had uh -huh. talked to me. I live right now in New Hampshire, and I grew up in New Hampshire, didn't see very many black people, moved to the city, moved to Boston, got an education. And on how, how white privilege exists in our country. And this is a problem. This is what needs to heal and change. And she said, I don't understand what black people want to happen. And I'm like, Deb, you grew up in this, in, in this state. You don't have very many you know, black people around you. And she, she, she told me that one of her coworkers, a black woman who's married to a black man, since they've been up here and they were driving in their car mm -hmm. and cars would race up. It's happened, I guess, apparently a couple times would race up and get side by side them, maybe stop at lights and then yell out de derogatory things horrible. towards them. This is happening like this day and age. I've only known, I know who this woman is and her husband. I met them once or twice at family gatherings, sweetheart people. And this is happening in New Hampshire. So, don't tell me you don't know. That is just inherently wrong to do oh. that. And it's learned behavior. Right. Where does it come from? And it's about what Shelly was talking about before, about power. And people don't understand this. They don't know this about themselves. They have to grow and learn and, 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 and actually get punched in the gut and feel something like a friend or somebody that has been harmed by this to because know. they're in fear. To it's know learn what, what their stupidity right. and ignorance is doing right. to other people. And, and that's how I learned because, man, I, 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 I could see, you know, if, if I said something and I didn't realize how much my words could hurt. And, and then I saw an expression on, on a friend's face. And, and then I was like, oh, my God. And it dawned on me afterwards, like, wow. Right. I didn't know she had a brother that was gay. I, she never said, she never implied, nothing. But I was like, oh my God, and I learned. I learned like that. Cultural sensitivity. Looking. You have to be culturally sensitive. Yes. You know, you can't just, it's, we're in a different place right now. And we are, our world is changing so fast. It is. So fast that we have to be very vigilant. We have to be very careful choosing our words wisely and going in within ourselves to see if we have to work on ourselves first because we have some of these old limiting beliefs that that take us back to yeah. the places that that come on you know like being in today's age mm. having that kind of treatment towards another human being is yeah. totally inappropriate yeah totally yeah and now is the time to step up and do something about it yeah. Do something. We have to change the world. And the only way we're going to change it is putting people in place of leadership that have that 360 degree, you know, mentality mm -hmm. that we are one and everybody has to be treated the same. Absolutely. And, and that, and we have to educate everybody because this is totally not tolerated. Yeah. Not anymore. No, absolutely not. So let's get back to what we were talking about with America and sim the symbolism of how our nation was formed with our forefathers mm -hmm. and how we took this nation mm -hmm. under, you know, in the ways that we did with war, 
and we were talking about the slave master. We were talking about some of the other archetypes. I think the prostitute comes back in that one as well. The bully, yeah. because the bully is an archetype that, you know, we always say, well, the opposite of bully is to have courage. If you have, if you, and you feel good about yourself and you have self-esteem, yeah. you're not a bully because you don't have to disempower other people. And that is what's going on. Yeah. Disempowering, not allowing other people to be who they are. We have to disempower to feel good about ourselves. Is this a society that we've created? Yeah. You know, we, create that, we create that in our businesses. We compete in our businesses. Yes. And, yes. and it doesn't, there's enough to go around people. There's enough to go yeah. around. We're totally competing. We're even competing within our own industries with our own colleagues that are on the same teams with us, you know, instead of collaborating together. And yeah. this is, the word is collaboration. We have to create a world on collaboration where all of us collaborate to make it a better place. Yeah. Because if we are not in the place of feeling good about ourselves and allowing that other, and empowering that person, giving value to that person, then what are we doing? Yeah. We are totally disempowering ourselves without us even knowing it because we're not valuing, we're not valuing ourselves, first of all, because mm. when you go around degrading other people and disempowering them, you're not, you're degrading yourself Absolutely. because what you do to others, you do to yourself. Mm -hmm. And that's how you have to see it. Mm -hmm. But people don't. People yeah. don't. And they go around bullying others. You know, I've well, seen it. Well, these are these are common terms that used to be used. And, and this is another another thing of white privilege is, is, oh, well, he got the job because, you know, he did, you know, a, a minority filled right. out an application or whatever, and they're going to hire so many. So that's why I didn't get the job. I remember growing up hearing that all over the place. Really? That's got to go. That's not true. You have, you have so many, and, and this was another thing that I had read about white privilege was um, if you're a black person and you get into Harvard University, you know what said to you? Oh, the one in Massachusetts? Where if it was a white person that got in, they'd be like, oh, great. That's how it would be. It's those right. little simple things that black people have to endure constantly. Because it's a little dig. Color. It's, it's a little so, dig. It's always a little dig. Right. Uh, and, right. and it's because they don't want, like what Shelly was saying, is somebody of color or whatever else to be um, maybe better or smarter or... They, and then they have to kind of feel like that they got to keep up with that somehow. And that's look not at, really look true. Us. Look at us. I mean, we've, we, in our lifetime, we've seen civil rights, not only yeah. for the black, but for women, yeah. there were no voting rights for women yeah. in this country. Yeah. And we had to strive. Uh, you know, I remember when I was growing up, it, it was like people went into certain, you, you were never a, a, a business owner, you know, yet. Yeah. You couldn't be, you couldn't have all of the opportunities that our daughters have in today's yeah. world yeah. to be whatever woman you want to be, because it was just not looked upon as correct. If you weren't married by a certain age and you didn't have children, there was something wrong with you. Yeah. So these are things that are like gone. They're from the past. We have to totally change things. And again, value everybody for who they are, no matter what they are. Absolutely. Because we're talking about, you know, the situation that happened with George Floyd, but what about things that are happening every single day with people that 
choose a different sexual lifestyle, choose a different sexual orientation. People that now, you know, they want to adopt a child because they're in a same-sex marriage. And I say, you know, how many children are abused in this world? You know, wouldn't someone that wants to give love and and cherish that child and and help them grow, if they're in a same-sex marriage, what's wrong with that? Yeah. Oh, but it's okay to have a child in a, in, a, in, a, in a relationship with a man and a woman that is beating that child to death every day. And abuse. So I have a problem with that. Yeah. You know, yeah. I love children. Children were my career for most of my life. Mm-hmm. And I did encounter parents that were from the same sex and they loved their child unconditionally. So we have to change those those. Those the mindset stereotypes about totally. that, yeah, totally, it's and stop fine. making digs at people because they're different than us. Why do you feel that way? Does it make you feel uncomfortable? Then maybe you need to see why it makes you feel uncomfortable. Where is that uncomfortableness coming from? Exactly, it could be what we talked about in another show. Your, you know, your values and your beliefs that you were raised with. Well, you know what? You need to look at yourself in the mirror because maybe they don't serve you anymore. Yeah. You know, 1960, 1982, like Shelley was saying with this law, that doesn't serve us anymore. Yeah. We all have to be accountable for each of us yeah. and, and for ourselves. Yeah. So this is what this show is about. We want you to take a stand. We want you to be proactive. Mm-hmm. We want you to start, you know, making sure that when you're voting, and this is not a political show, but no. be careful who you vote for. Yeah. You have to educate yourself on who you're yes. voting for and really look at, you know, the long term. I, you know, like putting the the current president into place. I think I know people that that voted, but they didn't look at his real his background on how he did handle business. He has more bankruptcies and stuff that were in play and people just didn't know maybe that about him. They just thought he, because they saw him on TV that he was like, you know, or they were looking for somebody different. But when you look at what he's doing now and, and how he is leading this country, it is such a, I mean, like going to um, St. John's church. I had a problem with that. Yeah. I I mean, yeah. 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 And, that was and inappropriate. It was completely inappropriate. And people recognized, thankfully, that how, how, you know, insincere it was. I mean, he's shooting people, you know, to get there. And, and if you don't know the significance of that church, that is where Abraham Lincoln used to go and pray every day during the Civil War. Hello. What is, you know, like that is such a significant um, place. You know, Shelly talked about just before this, when we're looking at COVID-19 and the significance of that. Okay, Mm -hmm. we're going to do a little Carl Jung talk here. Synchronicity, two related, two things that are are completely unrelated, but are synchronistic. And this is how I'm going to pull this together one for you. Start thinking about this. You can't breathe with COVID-19. All right, people are on their stomachs on a ventilator trying to breathe. A lot of it is in the black community, okay? A lot of it is, all right? Now you see this man, good Lord. I, this, this tore me up when I saw this and, and Carolyn talking about this. This is the, the, the thing that really got me is you have a man, a gentle giant, 
a big black man, a football player who had gone to jail, um, maybe didn't have the opportunities his brother spoke about him, didn't have the opportunities mm -hmm. that his brother had, right. but was always about, you know, doing things in right, like if you were angry, do it in a righteous way. I don't know this man, but this is what people are saying about him. Right. And I can, I can jump on that train in a heartbeat. But then you have this bully holding him down, choking the life out of him with his knee on right. his neck. The significance, mm -hmm. the significance of this, okay? He's another man, which we couldn't see from the vantage point, but I apparently was on his back, holding him down, constricting the breath. I can't breathe, this man, I can't breathe. Mama, I can't breathe. The slave, I can't breathe. Surrendering, he surrendered. That man surrendered in his death to, to serve actually a higher power. I really feel like, you know, like this is the divine slave that was murdered for all of us to see, not just, you know, this, this symbolically. happened symbolically, yes. And there was no mercy given to this man. No mercy, no mercy. People pleaded for mercy on the side with their cameras and stuff. They were, they, 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 they were, they were respecting authority. Right. You know, they didn't want to use violence against these. Well, they were afraid. And they were afraid. Yes. Jump in. Yes. And, and will these men hurt them? Right. Um, but that's a representation, a symbolic represent, representation of what is happening in the black community towards our, our government officials. There, there's been no mercy. And I'm going to circle back to tie this in again, is these parents teaching their kids, you know, to, I'm so, you know, I'm so-and-so, I'm eight years old, I'm black or whatever, but I, I have nothing to harm you. And the young girls are saying, how much, how many times do we have to forgive? My cousin was, was killed, you know, from, you know, police officers or, you yeah. know, all, how many times do I have to forgive in my community that law enforcement isn't here to protect me? That's how horrific. many times. And I, it's, I it's, horrific. it's horrific. It is horrific that we have let this get to where we get are to this point and where we are. Right. Because of color? Because of, I, I mean, I don't even, I don't even know. It's power. It's because of power. It, it is because of power. It's totally and because of power. It's power in the shadow, everybody. And now we're going to talk about that. Power in the shadow is destructive. It is power that should not be here. And we have to do something about it. And we cannot wait another second. Yeah. It's destructive. Yeah. It's yeah. destructive. Our country was built on freedom for all. The Tea Party, okay? Looter, violent, whatever, you know, doing an act of, of you know, of something that might appear to be looting. But patriots did this. Rebels. That is, that is in our blood in this country. Well, this country was 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 founded on rebellion and on rebels. It you know? was all rebellion and rebels. But this country's the archetype, and we're going to go through the archetypal 
uh, energies of America in July. We have a show for you that you guys have no idea how powerful it's going to be so that you can open your eyes and see symbolically everything that's happening and everything that's come into play up to today. Yeah. But this country was founded with rebels, like Shelley's saying, the Boston Tea Party. You know, we were always fighting our forefathers. But to me, and I still have that, that feeling of hope, I never lose sight of my hope. Yeah. When they crafted the Constitution, it was freedom for all. Yeah. And we need to go back there because we need all of us to be one. Yeah. Our whole world to be one. Inclusiveness of everybody. Yeah. And the Not world just, is the world is yeah. watching us. The world is oh, watching us. They are. Our My sacred friend, contract yes. for this country is about liberty and freedom, not just for this country, but we're supposed to be a leader. We're in such shadow and darkness right oh, now. It is insane. It's insane. People, I have friends that have called me in Europe and they cannot believe how crazy our, our, our whole world is here in America. Yeah. It's, it's totally crazy. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I, I know. Woo. It's, it's just so like moving, moving forward, like in, in, I mean, there's so much here. I, I just don't even know. Like there's just so much here um, to get into. I think, you know, for people now that don't have a grip or an understanding on how they can help say if they're at home and they're not the type to go out and protest or, but they, but they know that there's an issue and there's a problem and they want it to, they want to see it corrected and they do understand. I mean, we see this, you know, I, you know, our government is, is failing in so many ways. Um, But how do we change this? And I just want to say that I can't say this strong enough, Lee. It's always energy before matter. And you have to change things energetically to change the physical, what is happening. And if you believe that, you know, your thoughts have power, you have the power to create. Well, if you haven't asked, how do my thoughts have power? Your thoughts go into a collective and that collective will manifest. Yes. If you have, if you have emotion behind it, say you have hate, fear, um, jealousies, um, those are negative emotional. Um, they're in the emotions. shadow. Totally. And they're in the shadow. I mean, or if you come from a place of knowledge, reason, um, appreciation, love, peace, peace. Um, grace, inclusiveness, inclusiveness. Those are, those are higher vibration, uh, emotions. And so you can utilize the emotion plus a thought Yes. to shift and help cha- change and transform. This is done through prayer and if there are enough people doing this, we could see something rapidly change more positively. Yes. The power of prayer is, it, it makes miracles happen. It does. It does. And, 
because people will, will feel, you know, the people that are out in the front lines that may be protesting the lawyers that are going up against, you know, um, whatever to get laws changed and stuff. They need that grace. Yes. And they need that um, integrity, though, those positive values that we know intuitively when something is completely off because we feel it in our cell tissue mm -hmm. and we know when things are right. And, and when we're in those frequencies and vibrations, they expand and they reach the people that are necessary to create the changes. And it's, it can happen and it can happen in a blink of an eye. Yeah. It just depends how much faith you have and the power of prayer. Like I said, miracles happen because of prayer. And some of you listening know that because you've experienced it. I know I have. Yeah, me too. So are we ready? Are we ready? We're going to end with a prayer yeah. for this episode. And I want to thank our teacher and our mentor, Carolyn Meese, because when I was going through some of the material that I have from her, this prayer came up. You know, I, I prayed for this episode with Shelly because we really wanted to make a difference in everybody's life. We want you to know that we've created this Evolve 360 show as a labor of our love to you to help make this world a better place. And at this time, I'd like to end this episode with a prayer. And it's a prayer that Carolyn shared with us, and I'd like to share it with you at this time. Grant me, Lord. Grant me hope. Drench me in your grace. I want to feel the grace of hope fill my heart and pour into my blood and bones. This life is your creation. I am your creation. I know that you work through every good thought and every act of love and every courageous word and deed. This gives me hope. It gives me hope each time I see a good and kind person and every time I hear a loving word spoken. If one kind word can do so much for a stranger, the power contained in a prayer must be immeasurable. So I ask that the grace of hope flow through me to those in need on this earth. Let me breathe in this grace and channel it to whoever is in need. I hold the image of a healed humanity, a healed community, a healed earth. I ask for the grace of hope because with you, God, all things are possible. This world is your creation. Hover over this world, Lord, and all who are in it. Amen. Amen. just have to sit with that one yeah and please pray for this world and hold it in a higher esteem because together with this we can make great changes yeah definitely yeah. that was a great prayer thank it you was. thank you thank you carolyn meese yeah thank you carolyn meese for sure
Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So I just want to leave it with um, God bless George Floyd's family and the task that they have before them because it's going to be probably a bit of a long road. So I'm sending them love and light, their family, their, their lawyers and to the black community and to anybody that has felt powerless Mm -hmm. or has been at the hands of some form of injustice and to all the people that came before this that have lost their lives mm-hmm. due to this circumstance that is opened and revealed. The, the, the wound is open right. and it's revealed. And this country is awakened. Not just one state, it's all states are now wide awake and they're viewing this and how you can help. If you're at home and you're feeling helpless or powerless and you're discouraged because you don't know what to do is send out a positive vibe of equality for all humanity. And that's and say a prayer. Say, yeah. Say a prayer. Hold a vibration. Visualize a that. Visualize peace. Peace. And unity. And unity. And it's unity. very simple. Very simple. Peace. Be loving and, and kind, you know? Just pick what works for you and feel it in your heart. Expand to the world as a whole. You know? Mm -hmm. Um, So if you have any questions about the show and you want to hit us up, Mm -hmm. um, if you like to learn more about something that we touched on, because we touched on a lot of stuff, you guys. We touched on so much in this show. And if you need more clarification and explanation, it would help us to know where we can help you and help you understand something a little bit better because we'd be more than happy to talk about it in another show or an upcoming show. Um, so if, you know, leave a comment and, and share it with your friends if you found it helpful. Because um, we really, our intention is to help people to um, broaden their, their thought and get them to think about things in a different way and, and to keep up with the changes that are currently happening on a, a world scale level. Right. And help them raise their own vibration so that we can all become better. Yeah. But check us out on the website. It's www.evolve360show.com and send us your show requests and let us know what you think. So thank you for um, joining us on this show of power and injustice. And our next show will be on sex and power, or maybe we'll have another show before then. I don't even know. Cause there's so much going on. These ones, these ones about this whole um, civil rights thing right. that's happening now, these are just going to be plotted in random, like as, as soon as something comes up, because we feel right. it's really super important to discuss this and, and to give people some other ways to help contribute to a global to change. Yeah, right. transition and change that is in a positive light for all of humanity. 
Yes. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Yeah. And this, this is Shelly Devine. And Shelly Grace. With Life Unplugged Raw and Real. See you on the next show of Evolve 360. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks.